0: we mm-hmm. to the three inning save podcast these five game weeks are always a little weird to me a little short to sum up but you know we've yeah. been gone two weeks so th- there we go if I, you I knew it, it. Out, that's why okay. we took a week <laughs> we we took a week off because i had a really busy father's day we normally record on sunday and you were right up against uh, taking some time off so we just punted but we're here now and we're here to talk a very strange dodgers team
1: the dodgers are weird the schedule is weird anytime you have a week that has Monday and Thursday off instead of just one of them, like it's it's weird. They all the in a few weeks, the Dodgers also have a Sunday off uh, right before the All Star game. So like it's just weirdness all around with this team, man. Uh, we got we got a lot to talk about and talk about. Uh, it's a it's a roller. The the two weeks since we last recorded have been a roller coaster, my friend. So it should be fun.
0: So we're going to do that. We've got questions from Craig. I have a, a trivia question that I'm thinking about as we speak. Uh-huh. Hopefully I, uh, I won't obsess too hard over it and I'll uh, redeem myself from plenty of incorrect trivia answers in the past. All of that after this. This podcast is sponsored by Ramp. Are you the decision maker in your company? Consider this. For the first time in decades, there's a better option for a corporate card and spend management platform. businesses that use ramp add up to five percent to their bottom line the first year if you're a decision maker adding ramp could be one of the best decisions you've ever made and now get 250 dollars when you join ramp for free just go to ramp.com easy ramp.com easy r-a-m-p.com easy cards issued by sutton bank and celtic bank members of dic terms and conditions apply all right we have a lot of dollar stuff to talk about before all of that it's it's been two weeks. I need to. I need a three inning save update.
1: We we are the three inning save podcast, and frankly, we should be talking more about how long saves. should we have gone. We
0: should have like started this off as a performance piece and just talked about three inning saves, and then ended as episodes like, and oh, see oh, how. Oh
1: by, we, the, oh, by the way, the Dodgers are whatever their record is for the last <laughs> two weeks. Like, and then see you next week. And then, no, um, you know what we should do? We should end each episode with a three inning save, like like a three oh, inning save like That'd that. be good. But there's a lot of three-inning save-related news uh, and or disappointment, uh, depending on your point of view. Uh, But Andrew Jackson, the patron saint of the three-inning save podcast, um, he was traded to the Pirates uh, on Sunday, the day we're recording this, uh, for cash considerations. Uh, They didn't consider us, Jacob, uh, in in the trade, so... I don't know. But uh, he, he was designated for assignment Tuesday when the Dodgers called up uh, Ryan Brazier, um, a 35-year-old veteran guy who was released by the Red Sox earlier this year. The Dodgers signed him to a minor league deal in June. He's been fine, like in the in the couple games he's pitched. Uh, Brazier's also the 29th pitcher used by the Dodgers this season. Um, uh, the season isn't halfway over yet. I just don't know if, if you're aware, but Um, The team record uh, for using pitchers is 39. That came in 2021. That was a – okay, we say this is a weird year. That was a super weird year in a different way. Um, They scrambled with so many bullpen games in the second half that year, but there also there was health and safety safety protocols. So instead of um, pitchers on the injured list or getting option being for 15 days like it is now, it was only ten days that year, so you can have like ease of movement. Also, they didn't have the limit on uh, five options per player, so like that was the year like uh, Mitch White uh, was optioned eleven times. <laughs> like, just they had like I think Darian Nunez uh, didn't make his major league debut till August, and he still got optioned. I think six times, <laughs> like just like some crazy thing. It was it was wild, um, but that so that that was sort of an outlier. The, there's like four different years that are tied for second most pitchers used and it's 31 so that's like sort of the i guess the uh, the clean record like you know R- roger maris jr's like pounding his fist somewhere going that's the real record no <laughs> um but that that was in uh, last year 2022 and then also 2018 2016 and 2015 it's a very much of a modern you know the way the uh pitching staffs are used nowadays they're going to blow past that this year um but, you know, Jackson, as you know, he had two three-inning saves for the Dodgers this year. He has he has four three-inning saves in his 14 Major League games uh, dating back to 2021. But he was also probably not long for the 40-man roster anyway. He's going to be out of options after the season. He had a 6.62 ERA in the majors uh, in about in 17 and two-thirds innings, even with those two uh, scoreless three-inning saves. Um, also, like, yeah, like it just wasn't gonna last. So like you could sort of see this coming. Um so while it's definitely like obviously sad for, for three innings for three inning save nostalgia or whatever, but um yeah, you, it was probably gonna happen at some point or another relatively soon. Um another uh I guess a near three inning save or a should have been three inning save. Did you watch any of Angels Rockies on Saturday, Mike? Or not watch, just hear of.
0: I heard of, yeah.
1: Okay. So I was not watching. a uh, little known fact I am a cheapo and have the the one of the like s- the lowest cable package I could have that still has Sportsnet LA. And that means I only get one regional sports network. So I don't get Valley Sports West, which has the Angels games. So I don't get Angels games on my cable package and they're blacked out on MLB TV. So I rarely watch the Angels. So I was just f- sort of following along. I noticed like I think the first time I saw the score, it was, um, it was fifteen nothing. This must have been in the third because they scored thirteen in the third, Um, and then it was eighteen to nothing. And I, I think that's when I tweeted out like, "What in the hell is going on?" And then within like two minutes after I tweeted that, it was twenty three to nothing. It's twenty three nothing after four. So I'm thinking, oh man, this is gonna be yeah. <laughs> this is gonna be a three inning save. I'm so excited. The Angels have literally Tucker Davidson on the roster who who hadn't pitched in like I think eight days. Uh, and he already has a three inning save and a four inning save this year. I'm like, oh my God. I'm like this doing my stomach is is I'm nervous. Um, <laughs> um, so but then so they brought in Colton Ingram in the seventh. So like he's the guy. All right, he's gonna do it uh he pitched two innings he gave up a run uh i believe he threw 39 pitches still well within range uh, of your classic sort of three-inning save but man so the angels ended up winning 25-1 but they didn't bring Colton ingram out for the night they, they they flaunted uh this with by using tucker davidson himself rather than just using him for the last three innings they put him in in the ninth to ruin a potential three-inning save so we were robbed But here's what the Angels did. Uh, They won that game 25-1. to They lost the series to the Rockies. (laughs) They they lost Friday and Sunday. Uh, They also got shut out. Speaking of the weird Dodgers, they got shut out twice by the Dodgers on Tuesday and Wednesday in those uh, other two games. So, like, in a way, like, you mess with the three-inning save God, (laughs) you you pay the price. I think that's clearly what's happened here. And I will note, um, since we're recording on a Sunday – since the Dodgers traded, uh, Ed, or Edwin Jackson, no, they traded Andre Jackson. Um, uh, they, they are and one since trading Andre Jackson. So like, we, we got a lot to look into here. This is, this is huge. Um, the other sort of three inning save that is Dodgers related. Um, it g- goes back to like how the Dodgers have been up and down, uh, had, so last weekend the Dodgers got swept by the giants in the middle game. It was a 15, nothing shutout loss. Uh, worst, uh, worst shutout loss ever at Dodger stadium. Uh, it was the Dodgers worst home shutout loss in 125 years. Uh, 1898 in Washington park in Brooklyn was the last time they had a shutout loss that bad. But in that game, uh, the giants have a 27 year old rookie right-hander named Tristan Beck. He pitched the final four innings for a save. He entered in a modest nine, nothing game and it ended 15, nothing. So he has, uh, Two, three, in, or you know, he I'm sorry. He also had a ten out save earlier this year. So, uh, Tristan Beck, Andre Jackson, the aforementioned Tucker Davidson, and Bryce Wilson are the are the four pitchers that have multiple saves of at least three innings this year. So that's that's your important update. Through Sunday, there have been 22 saves in the majors this year of at least three innings. There were only 28 all of last year. So. Things are this, if this if we're using the disco stew uh, chart, uh, things are looking up um, if these trends continue, that sort of thing. Um, so yeah, <laughs> that said, so that that Giants the the fifteen nothing game was part of a very bad weekend for the Dodgers. Had we recorded last week, it would have been mostly about how terrible the Dodgers pitching was. Um, they lost. Earlier in the week, they lost a very good Clayton Kershaw start against the White Sox. The bullpen blew the lead. Afterward, Dave Roberts, I believe the quote was, "We can't lose that game." You know, like he was he was getting like sort of end of his rope stuff. Emmett Sheehan uh, made his major league debut up from Double A um, on the Friday game against the Giants. He went six scoreless innings without giving up a hit, going uh, full Ross Stripling mode, and then got removed. And the Dodgers were up 4 nothing in that one and lost that one too because of the bullpen. And then, um, then Bobby Miller and Tony Gonsolin both had sort of blow up starts the next two days. So, like, we would have been like, oh my God, look at this pitching. It's so bad. Then, like, this <laughs> this week, now part of it was the aforementioned, um, the off days, the Monday, Thursday, mm-hmm. let you sort of optimize a little bit. It gets people rest. Um, they beat the Angels 2 to nothing twice. They won the first two games against the Astros. Then they they lost. They came back on Sunday. They came back on Saturday, too. We'll get to that. But um, I would say the, the bullpen this last week was awesome. Like, they've been really good. They allowed three runs in 25 innings. Now, the first of those runs was on Saturday. And really the only reason the run scored was because of an infield pop-up that was in the sun that Freddie Freeman dropped. It was scored a hit like should have caught it like and it would have like the inning would have it ended without a run. Um and then the the two free runners in the 10th and the 11th inning on Sunday night to the Astros both of those scored. Those are unearned runs, so they still count obviously. But uh overall like very very like good bullpen showing and, and you know for the most part starting pitching showing um so it it was just like what a difference a week makes, man. like in total, the two weeks still very weird, but like at least like things are looking a little better now saturday's win did you watch any of saturday's game by chance it was on it was on fox or was it on fox for you i don't
0: know it was uh <clears throat> it was on fox i paid attention via game day because i was i was out not not at a house yeah uh and i started paying attention we were ch- score checking and then we were actively paying attention when the game was seven to six so yeah. i uh i got to see the the bach occur which was which was lovely
1: yeah so it, it was not they won on on a bach the the, the eighth inning i believe i think that they have one hit i think one hit four four walks a balk um uh and just and ryan stanick losing his absolute mind after getting called for the bog or after the inning he he just he got ejected and earned every every cent of that whatever fine he's going to get because he just went completely nuts it was funny like just generally like it was just a funny thing like i think john Wiseman had a good point like he's like a, scoring a run on a balk is like the worst way to score. Like, he's right, but like it still was hilarious. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> in that in that respect. Um, so I don't know. It, it just like you said, overall, they, like again, they lost Sunday in a game where their offense was completely dead. Um, for most of the game, Mookie Betts hit a. Le- so Mookie Betts has been doing well, reasonably well. Uh, He hit a leadoff home run Sunday, and then the Dodgers didn't score again until the 8th. They only had, like, two other hits until the 8th, and then they kind of went nuts. Um, But Mookie Betts, over the weekend, leadoff home run to start the game Friday. Got robbed of a home run in the first inning on Saturday by a great leaping catch at the wall. And then he hit a leadoff home run. So he almost had a hat trick uh, for the weekend. Um. So yeah, like I don't know, like they're they're doing okay. Oh, Freddie Freeman, um, he doubled twice on Sunday. That's his 2,000th career hit. Uh, one of one of my sort of fun like little uh, things that I I love. So on Baseball Reference, they have similarity scores where it was a Bill James thing in the 80s, and you know you just sort of look at like a total of stats and you try to figure out who's most similar based on like just sort of everything together, for every single year, for every single age of Freddie Freeman's career, like for his full season, his most similar player in every single year, usually these change because you you either evolve as a player or do something. It's 12 straight. Um, He's Eddie Murray is his most similar player. So I looked up before the weekend, Eddie Murray got his his 2000th career hit Uh, He was with the Orioles in '88. It was his 1,801st game. Uh, Sunday for Freddie Freeman was his 1,801st game. So they're just, they're two peas in a pod, man. Uh, Both iconic uh, World Series winning first basemen who were with their one team for a long time, then went to the Dodgers in their mid 30s. So, like, yeah, it's, there's a lot going on there. Um, But where the Dodgers are at now, they've just been sort of getting by. with the pitching, it's somewhat like, we, if we look back, like, um, Dustin May um, injured his, it, we're, it's gonna, we're coming up on six weeks on, from Dustin May's injury, and Julio Urias um, injured his hamstring the next day, so it's, like, basically gonna be six weeks without those guys, but Urias struck out eight in a rehab assignment and four innings with Rancho Cucamonga Sunday. He's supposed to probably start next, uh, uh, next weekend in Kansas city. Hey, are you going to that? You should go to that.
0: I, anyway, I know you have a
1: small baby, so it's it is a busy fun. time, but yeah.
0: I'm going to make yeah. at least one. I'm going to try to go to the Friday, Saturday game. The Sunday yeah. game is an afternoon game in the middle of Kansas city no, summer. Yeah. So probably skipping no, that one.
1: No, <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> um, so he's going to be back. Daniel Hudson, who's just been rehabbing up a storm, first in Arizona, then in Oklahoma City. He did the like sort of usual spring training move where, um, when you're building up, you got to check all the boxes. Like he pitched back to back games this last week with Oklahoma City. Then on uh, Sunday, he went uh, four outs. So more than one inning. Uh, I believe he's going to have one more rehab game in Arizona Tuesday, and then he's going to be active for the Kansas City series. So you, you could basically potentially see a, a Urias game with a Daniel Hudson either save or late inning relief appearance. You're going to see all the new guys. Um, Max muncie has been out um, for two weeks with a hamstring strain. He's going to be activated Tuesday in Colorado. So, like, things are, like, getting a little bit better. They, like, possibly getting a little more stable. You, obviously, you never know. Like, they still they still have two rookies in the rotation – there's still like a lot going on, but that, that's that's a rough a rough estimate of where sort of the Dodgers are at right now.
0: All right, I'm ready. What's the trivia question? I've I've ahead. I spoiled myself not with not to the answer. Sure. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, I cheated. I looked it up. You <laughs> gave yourself amazing. a spa day. No, and but I, they, I do know the question. But our listeners don't. So what what are you asking me?
1: I mentioned Mookie Betts with a bunch of his leadoff home runs. He has eight leadoff home runs, by the way. I, sh- I didn't ask any. I didn't ask about leadoff home runs, but. He's one shy of Jock Peterson's team record, if that was what you are wondering. Just overall home runs, Mookie leads the team with 19. uh, Max Muncy's second with 18. Um, Through Sunday, the Dodgers' 77th game of the year. So we're coming up on the halfway point. So my question to you is, who has the Dodgers' record for most home runs through the first 81 team games of the season?
0: I will find out after this. What Dodger has the most... Home runs in the first half of a Dodger season—that that fair to say? And Roughly, well, except for the back. Yeah, that yeah, okay. It, it, it,
1: I did say eighty-one games, but yeah, just to normalize it. Yeah, because there used to be one hundred and fifty-four yeah. game schedules, et cetera, et cetera.
0: All right, I've got uh Let's see, I've got I've got two names written down, and if they're neither is right. I have to think. Let's go, um Duke Snyder.
1: Duke Snyder is one of the two people who are tied for this record. Uh, he hit tw- tw- 28 home runs in the first 81 games for the 1955 Brooklyn Dodgers.
0: You cheated. I <laughs> don't appreciate that. <laughs> uh, uh, Bellinger was a name I had written down as my next one. Uh
1: Bellinger is tied for fourth. Okay. Um, he had 25 home runs in the first 81 games of 2019 perhaps more impressive the start at least the start he had 24 home runs in the first 81 games of 2017 remember he didn't come up till like three weeks into the season uh that year so yeah
0: okay i have um two more names i'm gonna guess and then i'll find out if I, those are on uh, sean green
1: sean green is tied with cody bellinger for fourth with 25 home runs in the first 81 games <laughs> of 2002 he and, also had 20 um, home runs in the first 81 games of 2001.
0: Sorry, Gary Sheffield.
1: Sheffield. Oh, okay. Sheffield's tied tied for third. So okay. he's he's at 27 home runs in 2000, the first 81 games. I, I, have, I I'll give you another hint to uh, get the other one. Um, the other player was also in Brooklyn.
0: <clears throat> Jackie. Yeah, I think, like it would recent, have had to have been a fairly
1: recent Hall of Famer,
0: uh, Gil Hodges.
1: Yeah, uh, twenty-eight home runs in nineteen, the first eighty-one games in nineteen fifty-one. Also, twenty-three home runs in the first eighty-one of nineteen fifty-four. So, yeah,
0: there you go. You good. Yeah, was, you know. Yeah, uh, I mean, you
1: technically got it right with yeah. your first <laughs> answer. So, like, yeah, that's by you. You by definition, you nailed it. So, like, you're doing good
0: i thought jackie had one 20 plus home run season but he didn't 19 twice mm. i was curious um all right there we go well you know what i'm uh, i'm prepared to turn the tables on you because it's time for the we love him. eric
1: We love it. Oh,
0: sorry. You have been doing a review of the 1963 Dodger season. Did you know that? What? True or false? (laughs) Yeah. So far. uh, So, this week's trivia uh, Craig's questions are about major league leaders for that year. Oh, boy. Do you know how bad I would do (laughs) with with these questions? Uh, So, uh, speaking, knowing that, I am definitely pulling up my cheat sheet that Craig always provides me with. All right, here we go. Five of the top seven home run headers that season are in the Baseball Hall of Fame. Can Eric name those five and eight guesses? Uh,
1: so, peeling back the curtain a little bit here, I'm doing a weekly review of the 1963 season. It's the 60th anniversary of the World Series winning team for True Blue LA, and um, I did all of the stats, like, in January. Like, I made tables for, like, every single week. And what I've been doing, I usually work in a week or two ahead of, of, of a time. Um, I've been going into those and then like sort of revisiting, and then I go look up like newspaper accounts. Then I write about each week. Um, but yeah, the, like the league leaders is gonna be it's gonna be a little rough. But I, I got I got some ideas. So all right, it's 1963. Now
0: I'm, I want to note how nice Craig is to you. He could have asked you the name the two non Hall of Famers who to have led.
1: <laughs> So this this is this is major league. I'm I'm assuming correct. Okay, so sixty three. Um, I'm let's just let's go right off the bat. Hank Aaron, Henry Henry Aaron, excuse me,
0: Uh, tied for second with forty four home runs.
1: With forty four. Um, okay, top seven. Um, Willie Mays.
0: Uh, no. Dang
1: it. <laughs> um. All right. So I I don't remember how injured he may or may not have been, but I'm going to say Mickey Mantle. Uh
0: no. Two Come strikes. on. You got one more.
1: Um. All right. Now. Okay. It's going to. Uh, so 44. Um. Oh God. Uh, Frank. Wait, no. I
0: apologize. Willie Mays is on this list completely. Oh, completely. Yeah. I don't know what I was doing. Uh, uh, he he hit thirty-eight. Okay, I, I know Frank. I know what I did, but I'll I i can not say no, right away.
1: Yeah. Frank Robinson.
0: Um, no. So now now actually two strikes.
1: Ball don't lie situation. Um, <laughs> okay. So, um, what about Willie McCovey?
0: Willie McCovey hit tied with Henry Aaron for second with forty four. That's why I saw Willie San Francisco Giants like ah no Ron Willie oh no both both are there.
1: So someone hit more than forty four. Yeah, that is troubling. Um, okay, now
0: little spoiler he is uh, a Hall of Famer. Okay. <laughs> I'm just gonna let you know the two uh, in the top seven that aren't Hall of Famers are Bob Allison and Dick Stewart. I would. Yeah.
1: Doctor Strange Dr. by the way. Dick Stewart's nickname. One of the great nicknames ever. Uh, I think. Uh, I think that's right. Um, so, oh boy. Now, okay. Um, Eddie Matthews.
0: There, strike three. Uh, but but
1: oh. I still. Yeah. Right. I have to get. I get eight guesses, right? For five. Uh, yeah, you so, can. All right, you can so go I, This is like I, I've been optioned five times. I just can't get <laughs> optioned again. So you have to DFA me if I get one wrong. Um. Oh God. Okay. Um,
0: just get plunked in here. <laughs>
1: why, why in the world? Who hit more than forty-four home runs that year? That's um. It's too late for that guy, I think. Um, This is, oh, uh, Ernie Banks? Nope. Okay. I'm, yeah, I'm going to be mad.
0: Uh, So you got uh, Harmon Killebrew is hit 45.
1: God, should have guessed him.
0: And then uh, you missed uh, Orlando Cepeda.
1: Nice. Nice.
0: Four Dodgers stole 15 or more bases in the majors that season. Can Eric name those top thieves?
1: Um, so it was a relative down year for Maury Wills, but he, uh, he definitely stole that many. Um, I want to say, yes. thirty-eight, but, um, um, okay. And then, uh, Willie Davis. Yep. Um, 15 or more. Um, what Willie about Davis
0: had 25, Maury Wills had 40.
1: Okay, what about why am I locking up on this? Um, I had a person I was gonna say, and I just completely lost it in my memory. Uh, oh, uh, 15. Uh, Jim Gilliam,
0: uh, yep, with 19. Okay, let you know the last player stole exactly 15.
1: Okay. Um, What a... um, Nope. Um, Too early for that guy. I think the injury would have
0: left that guy out.
1: Uh, I'm going to say Tommy Davis, even though I don't believe it.
0: It is Tommy Davis.
1: Nice. Okay. Well
0: done. Four of the top five... Major League Baseball pitchers and strikeouts in 1963 are in the Hall of Fame. Can Eric name them in six total guesses?
1: Um, okay, so Sandy Koufax and Don Drysdale for sure. Correct. Um, oh, I'm trying to think now. Um, so he won twenty something this year, but he was also like he was forty two. So Warren Spawn, no. Okay, so he didn't have the strikeouts. Um. Juan Marichal.
0: Yep. Missing one name.
1: Bob Gibson.
0: There you go. Nice. Jim Maloney is the non-Hall of Famer. Is
1: Reds, it? yeah.
0: Four of the five top winning pitchers in the majors in 1963 are in the Hall of Fame. Can Eric name those in six guesses? Uh,
1: so, I believe, I believe Kofax won 25. Correct. Um, I'm pretty sure Warren Spawn one I want to say 23 I know it was at least 20 so I'm just going to say him
0: 23
1: okay um I was looking something up there was a game right around this time of the year recently from 63 where um spawn out dueled Drysdale I believe it was an 11 inning game and they both (laughs) pitched the whole game so pretty great um pretty great classic stuff then um wins 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 um uh whitey Ford
0: with 24
1: um okay so we got what 25 25, 25 24 23 right now uh
0: 25 that... 25 20 uh, 25 24 23 is what you have so far correct
1: okay um oh God uh, so no someone had to I'll just I'll just go I'll just say Jim Maloney.
0: Uh in the Hall of we're looking for Hall of Famers. Oh yeah, okay. Jim Maloney is in the <laughs> did have twenty three. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: No, um okay, then I don't know how many so His they pl- were
0: <clears throat> players.
1: Oh, I'll say I'm gonna say Bob Gibson again just to, get, to get uh no,
0: that. you might have still guessed Bob Gibson because I was gonna let you know that uh, this player tied with Sandy for the National League league
1: with 25 okay mm-hmm. um, oh there was someone I was looking up
0: this player might have had a lot of strikeouts in the same season
1: what See um, previous question <laughs> uh, but I, oh Juan Marichal there you I go. go nice okay I, I, I the one thing I remembered was so Drysdale that year was 19 and 17. So it was like, I'm like fourth place wasn't, or like your fifth place wasn't
0: 19. Well done. Yeah. According to, uh, this is not a trivia question. You did good. We're moving on. (laughs) According to fan graphs, 1963, uh, since 1995, (laughs) the most stolen bases allowed by the Dodgers was 171 and 210 attempts in 1996. Going into Sunday's game, the Dodgers have given up 92 and 103 attempts. For the contest, will this team give up more stolen bases than 171? And if both of you answer the same, name the number of stolen bases given up by the Dodgers this year.
1: I mean, they're they very clearly will, <laughs> unless they uh, unless they like get entirely new pitching staff who hold runners, um, or it just isn't like super slow to the plate. Mm-hmm. Um, so they 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 very clearly will. Should we just give a number? Sure. Do you, do you think it's also yeah okay? So again, we're right at the halfway, almost at the halfway point. So, so yeah, I'm if you double s-
0: it, you'd be get one hundred and eighty four. So you're yeah. So on I,
1: that. I'm gonna I'm gonna say um, it's so dumb. It, yeah, just thinking back. Yeah, um, no, um, yeah, we'll just do it one eight seven.
0: Uh, I was gonna say one eighty four. So all right just to be boring hmm. for the first time in the last several years, I can think of holes both in the position lineup and the pitching staff for this current Dodger team. Do you think they need to see if and what went <clears throat> to see if and when, there we go, Urias Muncy, Taylor and Hudson are back before making moves. And really, do you think they can afford to trade some of their minor league depth this season?
1: They, uh, of course they can. <laughs> like they, in fact, if they don't, they're toast, but um, no, they're, those guys are back, except for you know Taylor is like a maybe on Sunday, uh, but he's back soon-ish. He went on the injury list the day we're recording this, but a little bit retroactive, um, right knee thing. Um, but they know what they're missing. Like I would argue at the moment um, they have a very weird roster. Um, I think they need one more starting level player, like position player. Ideally, that's a shortstop. Uh, you could also say it's a second baseman. Um, Miguel Vargas is not good defensively at second, and he is not hitting at all right now. Um, he probably, I mean, he's going to improve hitting, I think. But like, it's to the point where like you, you know, you really don't need to play him that regularly, given where how he's playing. Um, but also, you should upgrade at shortstop. Now, the solution can't really be, shouldn't really be, just play Mookie Betts at second base and shortstop right. more. You know. Like ideally, you get an actual shortstop or second baseman.
0: I mean, now, if if, okay. if
1: you got like I was saying if I think like, you're
0: about if, to answer my question. <laughs>
1: if an outfielder became available, well, I don't I don't really even know off the top of my head who it would be right. Um, but if someone like that, like an outfielder, pre- preferably say a right-handed hitter, because um, just to go with all the lefties they have, if that's the person, then you can entertain playing Mookie Betts more at second or short. And then have more outfielders or whatever, um, but they also definitely need a starting pitcher because even with Urias back next weekend, they still have two rookies in the rotation, and you're going to need more. Like you're just going to need extra depth. Also, oh sure, Clayton Kershaw is going to go through the entire season without missing <laughs> time. You know, like it just and it's not even like necessarily like ideally you'd want to you you want to acquire a starting pitcher who would pitch for you in October. But you also need to get to the end of September, <laughs> like to two. So like that's part of. it. But they also, I would argue, they also need like two high leverage relievers. Like, uh, so like th- there's a lot they gotta they gotta do. And a we've lot. mentioned like,
0: this before. It's gonna be not a ton of sellers. It's gonna be really interesting because they I don't they don't necessarily need top top end players across the board. I agree with you that they should have someone that is worthy of being one of the four best starters so they can pitch in the playoffs. Um and obviously the better the better the player the better, but they just need kind of like above replacement level at some in some of these positions I think just to have that depth. Uh is that because they can't ride much hits there. Um you know with the rookies they have in the starting rotation and how volatile to put it politely the bullpen has right. been. Um, so that's nice, but at the same time, there's just a lot ideally they're acquiring. And I wonder what that cost will be given how few sellers there could be at the deadline.
1: I guess. But I think, you know, deadline, I agree with you. They need sellers. to do it. Like,
0: they need to do it just.
1: But like, but also, like, yeah, they don't, part of it, like part of the bullpen is going to improve from internal improvement, right? Like you, you, you should, you could argue like, um, you know, Phillips, obviously, Evan Phillips. No problem. It's like great, great reliever. Brusdar very good reliever. Probably shouldn't be your second best reliever. Yes. You know, that kind of, and then so, um, and then Caleb Ferguson, kind of in that same boat. Very proven to be sort of very good, like, but he's been up and down. Like, but also in total, very good. Like those three, not super worried about them. But it would be nice if like if they're like the. Th- Fourth and fifth options, mm-hmm. and, you know, whatever, like just general, it's super generally. YNC Almonte has looked better the last like two and a half, three weeks. He was really bad to start the year. Like you, it's almost to a point like where you can't really look at their season stats right now, just because they're they're going to be terrible no matter what. Year. You're just sort of looking for how they're pitching right now and like and just what they can. Now you could argue too that some of they could get some bullpen help by some of the prospects that are in double a right now or whatever, like bringing those guys up. But also there's a, there's also, um, a learning curve. It could be a new role for some of these. Like if you bring up Nick Frasso, right? Like, um, he's going to have to adjust to that too in the majors. And like, you you don't necessarily have time to like do that. Like it might pay off. Like Michael Grove looked really good when he pitched two scoreless innings of relief the other night on Friday Sort of, it was like an in-between day for him. Um, and he's been, you know, he's been fine as a starter, but he also gives up a lot of home runs. He's not, like, yeah, it's, it's not that good. But, like, maybe him as a reliever is pretty good. Like, so, like, do you have I a I think it's fine for you to
0: pencil this? and say, like, yeah. one bullpen roll with minor leaguer who we think can make that adjustment. And, you know, sure. you get, in September you can bring up an extra one of those and and try them out and f- stick with the one that works. I think that's fine, but you can do that with one spot and there's more than one hole that you have to fill.
1: That's yeah, I think that's right. And then um, Hudson's going to, his return is going to help a lot as it'll stabilize that back end part. I figure he's going to, he's going to either set up or close quite a quite often. And then it, it frees either frees up Phillips to do fireman stuff or, uh, like you said, it pushes Gratterall and Ferguson just a notch down. Like, so they're not, um, you know, you don't always need – it's a strikeout situation, and all, all of a sudden Gratterall's your guy. And, like, that's not that's not a good spot to be in um, sometimes. But, yeah, like I – yeah. It, it, like you said, I, I don't – they're not – I don't think they're in a position where they have to, like, give, like, every top prospect away. Like, it's, I don't think necessarily that. But, like – there, it could be a volume thing where I think they probably need like four, four trades or something or four, you know, four players. And then like, how, how, how much is going to cost to get that? I don't know. But like, yeah. the, they, there's a, I think there's going to be, I think they're going to try a lot of stuff with what they have. Um, like Brigier came up, like he's been okay, but like it's, it's early. I think they, they signed like Ken Giles to a minor league deal too. He's probably in a few weeks. I would imagine Jimmy Nelson's, close-ish to returning um so like you know there's a lot of they're gonna try a lot of stuff and figure yeah. out
0: uh,
1: <laughs> but that, that's what the next month is going to be like sort of figuring out where they're at and then like then at the deadline let's see exactly what we need to get
0: Harrison Ford dons his hat and gear to play Indiana Jones again at the end of this month brought to you by I saw, I saw Raiders of the Lost Ark when it came out in 1981 at the National Theater in Westwood do you both recall the first Indiana Jones movie you saw in theater? And which theater did you see it in? If you can recall, I'm too young, I, so I could yeah. technically have seen Crystal Skull. I chose not oh. to, uh, but not the others, I, I was out. Uh, that's the, the yeah, most recent before yeah, this one, yeah. Yeah, um, uh, I was alive when uh, uh, Temple of Doom came out, I think, but I, uh-huh. I would have been too young to see it in theaters. Uh, so I've, you know, I've seen them. On uh, so my couch, <laughs> or <coughs> excuse me, I, I can actually kind of answer this in a weird way. Now that I think about it, because uh, it's come up before, I think I don't eat popcorn. I don't like popcorn, and I can tell you why. I think it was. Temple of Doom, but I'm not positive about that because I was four. Was uh, they, It was on VHS, was watching it at a family friend's house, and when I went to go eat some popcorn, there was a Heart? giant... Oh dog oh. nail, whole dog nail oh, in the bowl, God. and I was so yeah. grossed out, and now I, whenever I see I'm, popcorn, that's what I think of, and I just I'm can't I'm traumatized
1: do it. by that, just hearing it now. Um, so I there you, you go. Gonna say, I thought you were going to say for sure, like, I went to eat the popcorn, and then I looked up, and they're ripping a heart out of a guy's chest. <laughs> <laughs> Spoiler alert, by the way. Uh, but I have no idea w- if I even saw Raiders, or I, oh, I definitely didn't see Raiders of Lost Ark in the theater, because I, w- I would have been five. Um, I I don't remember seeing Temple of Doom in the th- I could have seen it in the theater I just don't remember it. I'm I'm almost certain I saw Last Crusade. It would have been at the Courtyard theaters in Palm Springs where I had friends work a lot and we I saw many a movie there. Um, pretty sure it was there. I don't have a memory of it. Like it, it just like I I'm, I know I saw it. Um, but yeah. Um. That's a good the, the so weirdly enough, I think the first movie I can remember seeing in a theater, and, I, and I'm so it's it's one of two things, and I'm looking this up while we are doing this. Okay, so it, it, it was definitely it was Jaws three D when I when I was seven. Um, I went with. Uh, I believe I must have been visiting my dad at the time because his his second wife's daughter, I believe, took me to that game to that um movie. And it was the first time I'd seen a 3D movie and I got freaked out by the like stuff <laughs> yeah, coming bad. right at you. And um so yeah, that was that was not the best. Uh but the so the other one that it could have been that I was thinking of was the weirdest thing ever was I went with my mom and my grandma, just the three of us to go see Red Dawn in theaters in 1984. Uh, what a weird movie for the three of us to see together. <laughs> um, I don't know what they were thinking, to be honest. Maybe it was just like, we're killing time. Who knows? But I honestly don't remember my grandma ever like going to a theater to see a movie except Red Dawn, which is, which is kind of hilarious if I think about it.
0: All right. I think we all know the classic and perhaps not so classic, but generally offered pizza toppings. How do you both feel about options like salami, bacon, arugula, kale, pastrami, and Korean barbecue on pizza? Uh, so here's the thing. Here's the thing. Yeah. I love pizza. So yeah. if you're like, here's some pizza and it has I'm, Korean barbecue yeah. and bacon, on, I'm like, okay, I'll have that. Sure.
1: I'm not. I'm not going to turn it down. Like,
0: I'm I th- if I'm at a, like a particular place where like and I'm told oh their Korean barbecue pizza is the best okay I'll 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 have one Um you know as long as it's not you know cilantro can't have that <laughs> or right. popcorn apparently <clears throat> um,
1: oh man
0: popcorn
1: pizza I want that right? now
0: it's not but if I'm making my own pizza uh, my I we've been we, this has been a question before onions jalapenos pepperoni that's my pizza mm-hmm. um. So I'm not I'm not going to necessarily go for any of the more exotic ones, but I'm not going to I'll be fine if it's on it.
1: I don't like barbecue sauce as the sauce on pizza. Like if that's, I, if that's a thing.
0: I like it. I don't prefer it. But like yeah. it, to me, it's just not it's like it's like a really it's, interesting flatbread almost at that right, point. Right. Um,
1: I also don't like um, a white sauce pizza. That, yeah, can, that's too much can, for me. I can handle i like pesto quite a bit more than i thought i ever would and it's really good but just i'm a normal red sauce guy so i've had salami i've had bacon salami burns weird so like it's hard to like mm. put it on and with,
0: that's how i kind of am about greens as well if they're overcooked yeah. it's it just takes me out
1: it seems like arugula and probably kale well maybe kale less so but it seems like those are something you have to put on like after the fact mm, almost, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. where it's like but then, like no, I I guess I'm pretty plain. like I, I can't say I've ever had Korean barbecue. I did well, so uh, I think we've talked about this at, at Dodger Stadium, um, California Pizza kitchen there has a carne asada pizza, which is like a thousand dollars roughly. I forget no it was it was <laughs> it was, it was, it was twenty six, I believe, plus tax. so it was it was a it was a lot, and it's a small pizza for twenty six dollars. When there are other pizzas, I think the pepperoni's like sixteen, fifteen. Um, Maybe that's cheese, but um, I will say this, the carne asada on it was great. It was so good. Um, So like that was actually really good. So I'm willing to try whatever, but like I would prefer like if it's a pastrami, like I've seen people put like mustard on the not as the sauce or whatever, but just on top. I'm like, no, I don't do like, however, if you just put pastrami on the pizza, like fine, I guess I will try it. But yeah, like I, I'm with you. Like, I would, I'll have pizza because it's pizza. But like, I would probably stay away from most of these. Bacon is probably the more more likely to like work well with other things. But I think, I think that's that's sort of where I'm at on it. Uh, can we talk? We end Sunday night talking about pizza. What a, what a eat, perfect time! I'm trying to
0: think if there's any pizza in my fridge right now. There might be, and if so, I'm having it.
1: I have, I have some frozen pizzas in the fridge. Um, it's technically not too late. I think I could order delivery right now if I wanted to, but um, I think pizza is going to happen tonight. Thank you, Craig, for that. And, and thank you, everyone, for listening. <laughs> I hope you're listening to this while eating pizza. Uh, if you are let us know. Uh, tweet at the uh, three inning save. Um, thank you for listening. Uh, we'll talk to you more about Dodgers, three inning saves, other food stuff uh, sometime
0: next week. See you then. Bye.